0: Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour with your host Sam Lebowitz.
1: Good morning, my Conscious co-creators, welcome to the first edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour of 2013. Can you believe it? We've made it through the infamous 2012 and out the other side. Do you feel like we've just like squozed through an hourglass? It just kind of feels that way to me. Um, But it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Uh, We've been off for the last week or so. I hope you guys all enjoyed your holiday vacations and running around, doing all kinds of things, celebrating this wonderful time of year. I had a wonderful uh, 12-21-12, went to a, a fabulous party and uh shared it with some dear friends and i hope you guys are are having a great time and ready reinvigorated rejuvenated and ready to start the new year it's not really that big a deal i guess it's just a number on a calendar but somehow we put a lot of psychological emphasis on uh that when that number flips and we change the calendar from december to january um and We'll do, uh, we're will do. we actually going to be talking a lot about the calendar and time and cycles today um, with uh, my dear friend, who uh, I will introduce shortly, a fellow host on Talking Alternative. But first, uh, let us start off with our quotes from the universe and from Abraham. From the universe we have, in all things, always and forever, just kidding, you've read that line enough in the past two weeks. For today's all-new, never-before-seen note, sometimes one can learn much more about life, love, and happiness when they're single than when they're in a relationship, when they're looking for work than when they're working, when they're confused than when they're clear, and so on. And if they allow themselves to learn what there is to learn rather than resist, their life will be transformed and that which was will be no longer. So happy for you. The universe. Ah, We love Mike Dooley and his notes from the universe. And from Abraham, our note today, much along the same lines. Before you can live anything in what you are calling physical manifestation, you have to have conjured it in vibrational form. You have to have imagined it before it can become a reality. Everything that you are living here in this physical body, you have imagined the essence of it before you are living it. Abraham. And this really goes back to the heart of of what Abraham teaches, which is that Everything is a thought first. It's energetic first before it becomes manifestation, before it becomes reality. And that if there's anything in your life now, and as they say, the essence of it um, has been in your thought or in your vibration somewhere. And speaking of that, I I think I'm going to just take a quick moment to um, use this soapbox uh, for. Uh, A particular issue I'm going to raise. Um, An incident that happened while me and my wife were coming back from our holiday vacation. And uh, I must have had this somewhere. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I I kind of deal with rather conscious people on a regular day-to-day basis. And, And when I get sort of thrown into the the world out there of people who are not so conscious, it, it kind of is like a cold splash of water in the face. It really wakes you up. And there was an incident that happened that really sort of woke me up and has stirred me and stirred my passion into this is something that if I'm going to walk my talk, that I am going to take action about. And it just ha- happens to deal with sort of uh, uh, authoritative agencies. We were coming back in. Um, from our flight uh, from europe and uh, going through immigration and my wife uh, many of you know is is from china she's not an american citizen though she does have a green card she is a permanent residence and uh, the as we go through they're like oh they they have to talk to you for a minute you know you have to come over to this room and, and wait a second and we're like okay fine and i go with her i'm her husband i'm gonna stay by her side and we're sitting there in the room, and there's probably 20 or so people there, and two or three guys behind a desk, and one guy behind a computer, a desk by the door. And so I'm just sitting there talking with my wife and stuff, and... And, um, you know, I'm looking outside through the glass window and the luggage is starting to come out. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't want to really just let my luggage you know, stay there on the carousel going around. Maybe I should go get the luggage and, and bring it into the room and then wait. Because we don't know how long this is going to take. A bunch of people there it could take a while. So I stand up to start to walk out. And, and the guy at the door was like, you know, do you have your immigration form? And I go, oh, my wife has it. She She gave it to the guy behind the desk. And she goes, well, you can't leave without that form. I go, well, I pull out my passport. It's a U.S. passport. I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm an American citizen. I'm just here to keep my wife company. He said, well, if you go out, you can't come back in. And I was like, well, I just wanted to go out and you know, get the luggage and bring it back. Oh, you can't do that. I'm like, okay, fine. So I, I turn around to go back. And another guy behind the desk says, well, you shouldn't be here anyway. Go get your luggage. Oh, excuse me? He said, yeah, go get your luggage. Go wait out there. And, and it kind of got my ire up, and, and I wasn't going to say anything about it. I said, okay, fine. So I just went out uh, and got the luggage, took all of five minutes, and I came back, and I was waiting outside the room. So Some people had left some bags out there, so I was just standing there waiting for it. My wife saws me there, and she motions me to come in, and I'm like, no, 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 they don't want me to come back in. And they see her, and then the guy comes out very antagonistically, what are you doing? I'm just standing here. What do you mean? Well, you can't stand here. I go, why not? I'm not doing anything. I'm just you know, waiting for my wife. I go, look, sir, we're going to have a problem if you continue to act like this. I'm like, excuse me? You told me I couldn't come back in the room. I'm not coming back in the room. Well, you can't stand here. You have to go over there. And I go, well, you weren't very clear about that before. I don't understand why you're being so hostile. He goes, please, sir, are we going to have an issue? This could be a real problem. And so I just kind of stare at the guy for a moment, realizing that he's really just being a bully. That because he has a badge and a uniform, he feels he has the right to bully people. And I'm an American citizen. I'm not the one in there who has any kind of issue. But I decided that that was not the time or place because if I did confront him about it, it would just be more hassle, you know, take us even longer to get home. So... I want to know from you guys, have you ever had this kind of experience, this total lack of respect, this disrespect from basically people who act like thugs in uniforms, um, you know, for really no good reason? And my intention is, and I'm saying it out here on the radio, so you guys can hold me to it, but I am going to go to my local congressman's office, Charles Rangold, and talk to them about this, because I understand they have a job to do, but that doesn't mean they have to treat people with disrespect. I don't care. Maybe there was people in there who were trying to sneak into the country, and maybe there was a problem with their visas or whatever. That doesn't mean you have to treat people like animals and treat people with such disrespect. And uh, I really... The more I can hear from you guys, you know, feel free to email me, sam at talkingalternative.com. Let me know because the more stories I can bring to the congressman's office, the more I'm going to post this on Facebook. You know, post it to me, email me, let me know if you've had similar incidences because I believe that this lack of respect is something that should not be tolerated. We are human beings. We deserve to be treated with respect. And to all those immigration officials at JFK Airport, um, uh, you, you have a job to do, I understand, but you have absolutely no reason to treat people like animals. And that's all I will say about that for now. And I will update you after I speak with Mr. Reingold. But on to more pleasant topics, uh, hopefully more pleasant topics. Um, I'm very, very pleased that my dear friend and fellow host, Montgomery Taylor, a Jungian astrologer and mythologist, agreed to come on my show today to talk about what does the year 2013 hold for us astrologically. Uh, Monty brings over 40 years of applied practice to the art of understanding the psychological Applications of astrological influences on our lives. And, you know, one of the things that I really love about Monty is that he's so educated and really understands the psychological aspects of it and doesn't treat astrology like some woo-woo fantasy thing. Oh, let me read my horoscope in the newspaper. What's going to happen to me today? Um, he really understands sort of the roots and the foundation of it, and it's really rich history. And and I think because of that, he's been so recognized um, in the circles as uh, an astrologer extraordinaire. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Monty.
2: Thank you, Sam, and Happy New Year to you and
1: everybody out there. <laughs> Thank you so much. So... It's a new year. Astrologically, is there really like a giant shift overnight? Are things totally different today than they were a week ago?
2: No. no of course uh, look at the passage of these landmarks, mm-hmm. these milestones. We call New Year's Day a new year. That's a man-made resu- uh, you know, measurement. Right. In fact, we used to celebrate New Year's in March. Really? Up until very recently, <laughs> you know, it's, it's really quite, so yeah. Uh, the definition of the new year truly was um, uh, the spring equinox.
1: Right. And, and different societies actually mm-hmm. celebrate at different times. I mean, the Jewish religion, we celebrate New Year's, you know, around September, October. The Chinese mm-hmm. celebrate it in January, late January, mid-February.
2: Yes, and they use a different way of calculating the new year. So it's a totally man-made measurement, in trying to be imposed on a cosmic phenomena Mm. but when you want to say are we starting a new year when we go through landmarks like let's say new year's day in any culture it's like crossing the border if you're going to mexico Can you really, really tell the difference if you're 10 miles before the border or 10 miles past the border one way or the other?
1: Mm, Not really, except for maybe a fence. Yes, (laughs)
2: that's all you see. And who made the fence? Mm -hmm. Man-man. That's how you look at these things. But you do know that if you're in that part of the world near the Mexican border, you know what to expect in general about Mm. weather, about climate, about culture, about these things, you see. So when people, if they just stop trying to make everything into a train schedule <laughs> they will find that there is an organic flow to time mm,
1: absolutely and, and then it's a continuum too isn't
2: it absolutely absolutely and it's a cycle it's cyclical it's yeah. not linear right uh, but people like you said earlier they're not conscious Right. <laughs> Quite simply, they're not aware of what's going on. Uh, a good astrologer will tell his client that nothing in your chart is more powerful than your free will. However, mm. uh, your free will is only as powerful as your awareness, and that's where astrology comes in to give you a sense of orientation.
1: Mm, I see. I mm. see. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. So before we start diving into our topics of sort of the planetary bodies and where they are and, and mm-hmm. what they mean for us, we're coming up on a break. So why don't we go out to break a little bit early and when we come back, we're going to dive right into it. What are the major influences right now and, and what does that mean for the coming year? Mm-hmm. Sound good? And again, if anyone has any questions, we'd like to ask either Monty or myself, Uh, please feel free to call in. Our call-in number is 877-480-4120. We'll be back in just a moment.
0: Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
1: Are you stuck in your business or career? helping conscious people be better business people.
3: Are you concerned about the future of your business or career? Would you like it all to just be better? Well, the way to do that is through better communication. And the best way to do that is training from the team at Improving Communications. This is Larry Sharp, host of the Ivory Tower Radio Program and director at Improving Communications. Does your office need better leadership, customer service, sales, or maybe better writing or speaking skills? Could they be better at dealing with confrontation, conflicts, and touchy subjects? All are covered here at Improving Communications. If you're in the New York City area, stop by one of our public classes or get your human resources in touch with us. The website is improvingcommunications.com. That's improvingcommunications.com improve your professional environment, be more effective, be happier, and make more money improving communications. That's the answer.
1: Hey, all you crazy listeners
3: looking to boost your business.
1: Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at Talking We'll What do you see as, as what were the, the major sort of planetary influences uh, from 2012 that are going to kind of bleed over into 2013 and then shift in, and then what will the shift in change be during, during the year and going forward even further out?
2: Well, right now we're in a cycle of human development and geological development here on the earth that is so large you can't confine it year by year. I would say right now if you look at 2012, well actually go back to 2010, mm-hmm. 2011, 2012, that was where there was all of a sudden, let's say emblematically, this is an analogy here, Right. a lot of earthquake activity. Right. Yeah. A lot of things have been shaken up. Yes. Now in twenty thirteen you're starting to see oh, this is the preamble to a new volcano. Ah. So it's not a question of when will the earthquake stop? <laughs> it's how are you going to deal with the new reality mm. of a new geological shift
1: in the human consciousness? So so it's kind of like the earthquakes kind of cracked the surface Mm -hmm. to allow something new to come out and as it comes out it's going to come out with a pop or a bang Mm -hmm. like a volcano would Mm -hmm. and now you're in the midst of all this lava this this magma this flowing rock and the ripple effect Mm. you know and the ripple effect of that places a thousand
2: miles away can have their climate changed by it you Mm. see because of the right so economically just use that as an analogy right Right now everyone's so off the deep end about greece and we're living here in new york now 150 years ago That wouldn't have mattered one One. iota. Absolutely. But now and from henceforth, Mm -hmm. you're seeing politically, economically and culturally Mm -hmm. a global society and a global economy is at this time seeking integration. Mm. And the integration will happen in fits and starts and different shifts. It won't happen all at once. Right, right, right. And when you have change that's too dramatic, it can actually set you back Uh, until you can digest it
1: better. Right, right, right. Yeah.
2: But you are having right now a situation where you're setting things up for a more serious earthquake or a less serious earthquake because the stuck, fixed, entrenched status quo energy, the resistance Mm -hmm. of the uh, uh, fear of change, will become really quite vicious. Uh, And it can't stop the change. So all it can do is become quite negative. You see it in Congress right now.
1: Oh, absolutely. The political infighting is is Mm -hmm. more more vicious than it's ever been before. Mm-hmm. So so that, you think, is going to translate into other aspects, like what we see sort of in politics is going to spew out into other areas of life.
2: Look at the big picture. It's not like, oh, they're going to have a nice, neat meeting and form a new political party or something like that. No, these things happen out of chaos, like mm. the American Revolution and the French Revolution right. were totally chaotic, yes. but they were giving birth to a new chapter in those cultures yeah absolutely. so um you know people never look at the big picture the whole way. I mean, what if you were a Native American during the American Revolution? Mm. It would have a very, very different significance for you right, absolutely. So what we're looking at right now in 2013 is the mask is coming off. Mm. Things are being exposed. Two thousand thirteen to the astrologer's amusement. Mm-hmm. is going to be when the unconscious people are running around in fear because everything starts cumbling, tumbling out of the closet that they have been in denial about.
1: <laughs> so all those skeletons in the closet that everyone's kind of like been trying to bury and put a bunch of clothes on top of, the is going to open, the clothes are going to fall off, and the skeletons are going to tumble out and you have all these broken bones that you have to deal with.
2: This will be a, a year of manufactured political and economic scandal beyond precedent really manufactured Mm -hmm. just like the fiscal cliff and all these nonsensical terms that people these are only frightening to people who live their life according to what's on an led screen right Right. not reality
1: yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. so i guess being aware that a lot of these quote-unquote crises are manufactured Mm -hmm. means that we don't have to sort of take them as seriously as we otherwise would that
2: yes don't react to it and participate by increasing the polarity right Right. And get in the middle of this neutrality and start understanding, you know,
1: right, right. Mm-hmm. So it's really the key, key thing is to sort of stay a steady course and work on sort of finding resolution, mm-hmm. not more conflict, mm-hmm. you know, work towards, you know, how you can bring people together, not how to divide people more most definitely
2: and things have to shift there's no chance about it this will be a year of shift more than most years mm. uh, everything from fracking to the government to the cultures to religion and religious mm. polarity and fundamentalism and extremism mm. that's all going to be accentuated not because it's getting worse but because it's being more brutally revealed uh, it's not changing. It's being made obvious.
1: It's just being made more obvious. It's like putting a magnifying glass over it. Mm-hmm. So it's not that it wasn't there before. It's just that maybe the magnifying glass wasn't as powerful as it, as it will be this year. Right. So we're just going to see all the little bloody details of it.
2: Yes, and we are right now 2013 if we want to use the train schedule of astrology. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, 2013 is just another... Uh, whistle stop Mm -hmm. uh in this cycle we're in of pluto and capricorn and this is going to go on until 2023 until 23 so like Mm -hmm. for the next we have another 10 years of this wow but it will be shifting its mode of expression it will be evolving Mm -hmm. chaos evolves too
1: right yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely so what Planets are, are sort of the, the major influences of this chaos and of these, these big trends.
2: Well, if you want to look at planets, remember, to a, a really good astrology, planets don't cause things. They trigger potentials. Okay. So the things, the stuck energy on the planet that will be triggered right on cue is, first of all, the planet Neptune... Which Mm -hmm. is just an electromagnetic vortex of consciousness with a Mm -hmm. specialty. Mm -hmm. It is associated with the oceans, water, gas, gas and earthquakes. Ah. Everybody thinks Pluto rules earthquakes. No. Poseidon, Neptune. Ah. That is the archetype associated with earthquakes.
1: I see. So, uh, especially, I would guess, underwater earthquakes, which could then cause tsunamis and and other kinds of...
2: Yes. In general, you will find now for the next 15 years, Mm -hmm. while Neptune goes through Pisces, it hasn't been there for 165 years. Wow. Look back at all those South Pacific volcanoes going off and everything, and just look at the timeline of it. You're seeing this cycle coming. In fact, last night I was watching on some kind of Nova television program that, my goodness, the 1783 was the year that the biggest volcanic eruption happened in Iceland. It was also the year that the biggest el- volcanic eruption happened in Indonesia. Really? And they're not neighbors. World. No. <laughs> so that gives you a good case for astrology triggering mm-hmm. things. Now, Neptune rules natural gas. Mm-hmm. Natural gas. not ga- yeah, And ah. gasoline, too. But it rules natural gas.
1: Like what they try and... Fracking. Release. Yeah, with the fracking.
2: You're going to see such, an, such an intense polarity screaming hysteria about this fracking because you see the way you get your way is to get control of someone else's economy Mm. the cia has been doing it for decades yeah Yeah. if you want to control an individual Mm -hmm. the banks have total control of your financial freedom right you can't say it otherwise
1: Yeah. yeah yeah if you if you keep your money in the bank absolutely Though I don't really know anybody these days who keeps money in the mattress anymore. <laughs> but the um,
2: the thing is right now with Neptune, Neptune, you see every planetary energy sign and cycle has its unevolved expression. Right. right. That's in line with the dominant level of consciousness. Right. It also has an evolved expression. Right. It would be so nice if we could all become conscious so that we are living the higher evolved
1: aspects of uh, these things. But not necessarily everybody has to become conscious. I mean, isn't there just a tipping point when there's just a certain percentage of the population Mm -hmm. is conscious enough Mm -hmm. that we can move forward? And, Mm -hmm. And also like these cycles, I mean, this may be... Sort of the coming back of a 165-year cycle. But things are different today in many respects than they were 165 years ago. You know, more people are living in cities than ever before, mm-hmm. um, which could be, you know, a good thing or a bad thing. If your mm-hmm. city is on the coast, it could be, you know, more people being affected by mm-hmm. the coastal floods. Um, so it's it's not just a cycle. It's kind of like a, a spiral in a sense. Right. Everything's a spiral yeah mm-hmm. up or down, up or down, depending on how <laughs> we react to the situation right so so just in general, what would be your advice to people about how to react to these you know let's call them natural phenomena, or natural disasters, like we just had Hurricane Sandy here.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: what you're saying sounds to me like they probably have a good possibility of more Sandys, not necessarily in New York, but just in general. Globally, for the next Globally. 15
2: years, you mm-hmm. are going to find a dramatic increase in cosmic weather going on here on the planet and it Mm. manifests you're going to see a lot of tidal waves you're going to see a lot of um, weather specifically relation related to oceanic conditions okay the temperatures of the oceans are going to be um mutating jet streams Uh,
1: you're going to yes current changes Mm -hmm. which when the currents change the lots of things will change
2: right Mm-hmm. I see. And you know that there is a very large uh, political industrial complex here that doesn't like you to use things like climate change. Mm. Virginia has just passed a law that you cannot use that word. You're kidding me. No. That is absurd. You cannot. They say it is leftist jargon causing a, a misinformation among the population.
1: Oh, my God. Mm hmm. That's incredible. I yeah,
2: but what about freedom of speech? Hello? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't we have an amendment to that sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Look at all of this uh, marijuana being legalized, etc. gradually, gradually. Mm. Well, the last time we had the end of Prohibition, mm, we're having the same planetary aspects that ended Prohibition. That oh, time it was alcohol, ruled right, by Neptune. Right. This time it's recreational drugs, ruled by Neptune.
1: Interesting, interesting. Okay, so on that note, we're going to take a quick break because I know everyone's going to be wondering about, ooh, recreational drugs becoming <laughs> legalized. So we're going to hold it there and we'll come back to that and we'll talk about some other uh, phenomena to expect to see uh, triggered during the next uh, Several months and a couple of years. So please stay with us. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour. I'm your host, Sam Liebowitz, and our guest today is astrologer Montgomery Taylor. We'll be back in just a moment.
3: You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: Hi, I'm Dana.
1: And I'm Don. We are certified certified mediators. mediators, And I
0: am a family and couples licensed therapist and author of Please Don't Buy Me Ice Cream.
1: Our show, New
2: Beginnings, is about helping you and your family recover financially and emotionally and start the beginning of your life.
0: We'll answer your questions on divorce, family court, co-parenting, personal development, new relationships, blending families, and more.
2: Dana and I will bring you to a place of empowerment and belief that even though marriages may end,
1: families are forever.
0: Join us every Monday starting September 10th at 10 a.m. on TalkingAlternative.com.
1: Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you.
3: You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network.
1: Still waiting for somebody to tell me where that music comes from. And if you call in at 877 480 4120, you can get a free coaching session with me, uh, your conscious consultant Sam Leibowitz, if you tell me where that music comes from. Um, and we can even do it over the phone so you don't even have to be local. Um, so before we went to break, Monty, we were talking a little bit about sort of the effect of, of Neptune ruling drugs. Um, such as, like, marijuana becoming gradually legalized, do you mm-hmm. think, over the next uh, several months, years? Yes. People don't realize how quickly change is happening.
2: Uh, look at uh, cultural phenomena pre-1960. 1960 wasn't so long ago I was still alive. <laughs> In, uh, and it was a completely different world. Yes, Absolutely. So when we're talking about drugs, we're not saying that the country is falling into a depraved decadence of escapism. Mm -hmm. But you can find, like... uh, Don't tell me everyone hasn't found that a cocktail can relax them when they're under stress. Right, exactly. Well, now, I'm not a drug-oriented person. It's my generation. Maybe I just never had the courage. (laughs) I don't do marijuana. I don't do these things because I'm afraid of my own body's reaction later on, Ah, you see. Okay. But really... People seek, uh, astrologically speaking, and this mm-hmm. is Jung and this is Neptune, mm-hmm. why would people do that? Mm-hmm. To dissolve, that's the way Neptune works, mm-hmm. to dissolve the perception of the things constricting you. Ah, okay. Think about that. Um, it dissolves from your perspective. Mm-hmm the confines and rigidities the bars of the prison that your thoughts are creating Mm. and it allows you to think outside the
1: box right in order to think more creatively like in the 60s a lot of artists did a lot of different drugs and came up with you know bizarre looking artwork and that was
2: the planetary return Mm -hmm. of the birth of impressionism in art When, again, everybody back in the the early 1900s were drinking absinthe, Mm -hmm. and they were taking opium. Opium, The great uh, composer Eric Satie wrote all of his great works under the influence of opium.
1: Wow, I know
2: that. I mean, there's a lot of things when you look at it, but you just tabulate the facts, and you start putting them into an integrated form. Mm -hmm. You see, astrology, one thing it has taught me... Is the third house, or the sign of Gemini, Mm -hmm. rules information and communication. Okay. Now, when you apply information, everything in reality is applied. Right. What do you do with it? So if you have information in Gemini, or the third house, Mm -hmm. and you apply it, you start getting knowledge. Mm. And then when you start applying knowledge in the mm. sixth house, or Virgo, and mm-hmm. you apply the knowledge, you start getting wisdom, mm. which is the ninth house, or Sagittarius and Jupiter.
1: Right.
2: Now, I find a source of great deep Profound philosophical wisdom can come through greeting cards (laughs) (laughs) And Uh I saw one the other day and if you just use this analogy to all the information we're talking about today It's how you use it, right, but the little sign said Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit Wisdom (laughs) Uh is not using it in a fruit salad Ah, interesting. But if you weren't going into the realm of wisdom applying the knowledge, your knowledge would right. say, well, this is a fruit and I'm putting a fruit salad together. Right. and You would wonder what was wrong with it. Right. This is what we're doing with our psychological, political, cultural, religious and economic information. Mm. Everybody just look at it that way. Interesting. You don't know what you think you know because right. you don't know how to apply it. If you can't apply it, you don't know what you're doing. Right. Right. Exactly.
1: It's <laughs> um, fascinating. And. And you st- uh, I noticed in our notes and, and talking before, th- a lot of this will also strike something in the public concerning psychic phenomena, because mm-hmm. um, uh, often drugs and psychic phenomena go hand in hand. Because <laughs> they're
2: the same planet. Ah. You see, when you understand Pisces, or any sign, mm-hmm. and its ruling planet, Neptune in this case, right. anything you say about Pisces, you can say about Neptune, And then you can Ah. list an interchange, like geomancy, for example, or numerology. You can exchange Mm -hmm. the same value of information.
1: Ah. So
2: if we're in a Piscean age, now if you look back at the age of Neptune in Pisces, that was a great shipping era. Oceans. Oceans, Got got it. And if you look back at the 1850s and 60s, right after the Civil War... There was a wave of psychic phenomena interest to a point of a frenzy.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even um, uh, Oliver Wendell Holmes, right? Yes, I and mean, Edgar Allan Poe. Poe.
2: And Edgar Allan Poe used opium to write a lot of his works, etc., 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 you see. Yeah. It's just the characteristics of a time whose stuck energy has been triggered by a planetary transit. And when you see what was stuck, what was revealed, what was triggered, the last time this planet was in this position from the Earth's perspective, you can see what it's triggering in the collective consciousness
1: on the Earth. Right, right. So you think this is going to lead to... Is it going to lead to more... Obvious psychic phenomena, or is it just mm-hmm. gonna lead to more interest in psychic phenomena?
2: I personally think, and you used the word spiral earlier. Yes. Because every time these cycles come back, we hopefully have made progress since the last time. Right. So therefore so we're spiraling s- upward, or heaven forbid downward. Up. Right. Now, I think, quite frankly, they're going to find quantum physics explaining psychic phenomena. Uh That they're going to come up with actual uh, In 1865, if you told someone that there was going to be an invention called a cell phone where you could talk to people. (laughs) Around the world. Well, back in those days, the psychic was doing the same thing a cell phone does, only multidimensionally or picking up and reading people's minds. And, of Mm -hmm. course, you know, it invites charlatans and it invites deluded thinking. Right. So that's what you're going to see, an increased Mm. uh, scientific observation, because you can't ignore that psychic phenomena exists. Right, right. You can ignore it if you want to, but it's not going to go away. So you might as well start understanding it, you see. And then you'll start understanding how different planetary energies uh, are connected to different frequencies of human consciousness. Frequencies, like a radio broadcast, that's all it is.
1: Right. How do you think that'll affect... People's view of religion.
2: Religion is way overdue for a makeover. Mm, Look at religion. I mean. It is the Latin word for to tie together, religari. Ah. So you can rule people if you give them a, com- a common religion much more right. easily. Right. You see. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look back at the ancient spiritual movements, you see that's very interesting in an astrological astrological chart. The house and sign of religion and the house and sign of spirituality fight each other.
1: Ah, opposed to each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. They
2: square each other. They challenge each other. Uh, A good astrologer will say... Religion desperately needs spirituality, but spirituality does not Imagine. need religion. Imagine.
1: Absolutely.
2: So it's just what it is. People think that it's, you know, I often thought, you know, what would some E.T. alien think of
1: us if he landed and <laughs> saw some of our religions, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. So do you think there'll be... A dissipation religion, an integration of religion, or will it just be more division in in sort of, you know, this kind of Muslim versus, quote unquote, Judeo-Christian world? That's the last hurrah of the status quo. Oh. And
0: the
2: last hurrah is pretty intense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always. Look at Masada. The last hurrah. Yes, you yes. see. But what we're looking at here is Neptune changes things by dissolving them. Ah. So people are going to start saying what is in common among the various religions, interpretations of spiritual co- uh, phenomena. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to happen overnight. But you wait 2023 and you look back to 2012. You're going to say, whoa, have we come a long way. Wow, wow.
1: So, Mm -hmm. like, the Pope should start looking for a new job.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, because, you know, back in the Renaissance, uh, there were no cell phones and Internet. (laughs) Mm. Mm. He's, by the way, they just had a feature. He's on Twitter now. No
1: way. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. The Pope is tweeting. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's a revelation in and of itself.
2: I wonder where they can find that in the Bible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember a time when, when religious people were very much against any technology. Mm-hmm. You now they're learning that they have to embrace it. My
2: favorite believe. thing about religion is by Joseph Campbell, one of my heroes. Mm. He said, Most religion is just badly practiced mythology. Uh, because mythology is the language of archetypes and symbols. Absolutely, misinterpret them, and you can really uh, go astray.
1: Yes, absolutely. And and I've seen many times when people talk about a lot of the characteristics or qualities attributed to Jesus Christ that there were dozens and dozens of um, ancient. Um, uh, uh, people who who you know had similar attributes. Mm-hmm. Hermes Trice Majestus and, and mm-hmm. uh, Apollo and uh, just t- tons, the and tons of The
2: identical, the situation of the birth of Buddha, what, 600 years earlier, right. were identical. He was born in a stable, he had cows and cow herders coming, etc, etc. It's just classic all over again. And then you right. look at a lot of the great Greek archetypes the same thing happened. Right, mm-hmm. right, exactly,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, well it's time for to take another commercial break. Um, when we come back, there's uh, something that we haven't talked about yet called void of course moons, mm-hmm. um, which I know we wanted to talk about on the show before we finish. So when we come back, we're going to learn all about what is a void of course moon and uh, why we should be aware of it and what to do uh, when they come around. So please stay with us. Again, if anyone would like to call in and ask a question, the call in number is eight seven seven. 480-4120 I'm your host Sam Leibowitz talking to Montgomery Taylor ex- astrologer extraordinaire as you can tell from this interview and we will be back on just a moment
3: you're listening to the Talking Alternative Network
1: 721-8183 The Conscious Consultant Helping conscious people Be better business people
2: Have you ever considered Consulting a roadmap when you feel you need Help getting to your destination When the normal path seems blocked A little help can come in handy When choosing an alternate route Your natal chart is a map of your Potentials
0: 24 hours a day.
1: of course Rufus Wainwright doing Across the Universe, one of my favorite renditions of that song um so monty uh let, let's get deep into it so there's a phenomenon coming up that that you think is very important for people to know about called a mm-hmm. void of course moon right what exactly is a void of course moon and why should we be aware of it okay dear listeners i
2: invite you to put on your special translating device to make what seems to be complex to make it very very easy okay, okay. When you have a a void of course moon, the definition of that simply means that while the moon was going through a sign, Mm -hmm. it made an aspect to all the other planets while it was going through that sign. Now, the moon changes signs every two and a half days. Oh, okay. So... Now, if there is still more of that sign to go through and no more planets to make an aspect or a relationship to, it's Uh, called a void of course. Okay. It's kind of like being in the doldrums where there's no wind in your sails. Ah, okay. So, quite simply... Normally, the planets are spread all out around the Zodiac at any one given time. Mm-hmm. But right now, in 2013, during the first third of it, mm-hmm. the planets are all bunched up like bowling pins. Right. And the moon would be the bowling ball. Ah. So the moon, while it's in the sign of Cancer or Leo... Makes an aspect to all those tightly clustered up planets, you right, know, one right after
1: t- the other. Because they're all together.
2: Then it still has to finish getting through the sign and mm-hmm. has no more aspects to make. Uh. Then it is called Void of Course. You can actually Google Void, V-O-I-D, of course, C-O-U-R-S-E. Mm-hmm. Google that and they will come up with tables for you and show you all the dates. So simple. Go to astrodienst.com, it's a German website in English, mm-hmm. um, and it, it, it would really be very helpful for you. Here's why you should know the right. phenomena is more prominent this year mm-hmm. with these planets all bunched up. Mm-hmm. Normally, when they're spread around, mm-hmm. The moon is void, of course, for maybe sometimes as little as three minutes. Ah, okay. Sometimes six, seven hours. Gotcha. From now until the spring, we're going to have periods of two and a half days. Wow. Of void of course moons. So like over 50
1: hours worth of this.
2: Right. Now, here's what happens. If the moon is void of course. hmm And you do non-routine things. Mm -hmm. Let's say if you bought a new suit during a void of course moon. Statistically, you will never wear it. (laughs) You won't find it comfortable. You won't find something about the fabric to your liking. You just won't feel good in it. Okay. Okay, that's just a suit or a dress or a pair of shoes. What if it's a bank account? Hmm. What if it's buying a house? Uh, what if it's starting a business? It's a sort of new venture, right? right? Obama's going to be inaugurated during a void of course moon this year. Hmm. But then again, it happened last Less year, last time too, four years ago. Uh, but remember, they had to inaugurate him twice because the Supreme Court Justice misread the oath oh really <laughs> and so in private at a private ceremony the next day they had to do it again, again. the universe always takes care of things that has mm-hmm. a sense of humor right. so these void of course moons you really should look and see if you're going to start buying new stocks mm-hmm. it, it applies to things you're doing that are different, different. and not you, you can go buy not groceries right, right, you know right, right, right. you can do all of
1: those normal not things not necessarily a good time to buy a, a new car or not at all not not something that you would normally do. So about how many times is this gonna come up from now to the spring, would you say the I mean?
2: long void of course moons will happen two or three times a month. Two or three times a month. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Now listen, if you're passing legislation during a void of course moon, an astrologer will tell you I give you a snowball's chance in you-know-where for the funding for that law to be
1: coming possible. So the law will not be grounded. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. just, so it won't be able to be implemented mm-hmm. and actually do something about. So it's kind of like if uh, during this time, let's say you start a new project, like writing a book for the first time, the chance of you finishing the book are probably pretty slim. You yeah, you can uh, of course you can
2: have any false starts in writing a book, that's, that's better. Yeah, but if yeah, you yeah. launch a book during a void of course moon,. Ah. Okay. It's not going to go anywhere very easily.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, so two or three times a month. So this is something that we should really be sort of conscious of. I, I recommend everyone just simply make your life easy. Google it, and mm-hmm. they will give you a chart. What's a good thing to do during a void of course moon? I mean, is that a good time to take a vacation or rest? Mm, or no. Like not, well, yes, you can take a rest,
2: definitely, because a void of course moon is fantastic for getting your bearings. Mm. Ah, okay. If you're making a career change, Mm -hmm. void of course moons at the time, you should be evaluating, why do I want to make this change? Ah, Void of course moons, some esoteric, really high-flying, spiritually-oriented astrologers have said, and I Mm -hmm. think there's something interesting in it. It's that when you launch something during a void of course moon... The influences of the galaxy rather than the solar system are at work because there's nothing in our own limited solar system to block higher frequencies from coming into your own consciousness. But that comes back to how conscious are you?
1: right right so it might be a good time maybe to engage in a spiritual practice
2: yes if it's reflective and if it's analytical and if you are seeing things gotcha mm-hmm. gotcha great wow so you've really it's let's just rethinking change. you know i love right. to say when i get fundamentalists in the audiences of my lectures and they start telling me oh my goodness uh, you know, where's Jesus in all of this? And I said, well, it took three astrologers to find him when he was born.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's it's just looking at that. So, so, in general, with all the things we've talked about, the influence of Neptune and, and on the oceans and the weather, the ecolo- ec- mm-hmm. ecology, this void of course, moons. Um, what is it? How is this all come together? The planetary aspects of all these different archetypal
2: art astrology the language of astrology is mythology because they're archetypes not because they're gods running around in chariots (laughs) the important thing to understand is they work as a team Mm. when you isolate just this very prominent Mm -hmm. i mean right now Uh, Neptune is being put in a very prominent position on the team, but he's not working alone, right? right. You must learn to balance the fact that all structures corporate and government especially are being Mm -hmm. completely Eviscerated and renovated Mm -hmm. while Neptune Mm -hmm. is trying to dissolve the structures that no longer service While Uranus is going through and trying to innovate and giving sparks of Inspiration and new mutating technology that won't fit in the old structures. So,
1: really, now is the time to be flexible. I mean, the bottom line is we have to be adaptable, flexible, not hold on to the new. Most of all, you have to be aware to see what is really happening. Yes. Um, so uh, we've only got a couple of minutes left. Uh, you've been such a wonderful guest. If people want to get in touch with you and, and get their own private astrological reading with you, how would they do that? Oh, simple.
2: Uh, my name is Monty Taylor, M-O-N-T-Y,
1: and you can reach me at MontyTaylor.com. Ah, Monty at com. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And tell people about your own show on this network. Which... Oh,
2: please tune in uh, Mondays live. Uh, at 12 o'clock noon, and we have a lot of fun here on Talking Alternative. My show is called Living Consciously, where we look at the astrological chart of the day, and then we look at what kinds of influences we are living right now, and where have we had historical precedents for it.
1: And, and, and what are you going to talk about this coming Monday?
2: This coming Monday, we're going to talk about the dawning of the Age of Aquarius, and we're going to take the song right out of the Broadway show, ah. and we're going to go through it line by line and tell you what it really
1: means. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Monty, Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been wonderful having you. Thank you, Sam. And please stay tuned. Coming up next, it's Annie Remarks with Paula Marks and her special guest, Jane Cranston, an old friend of mine. It's wonderful to see her in the studio again. So they're going to be talking about all kinds of things related to job search, uh, workplace related Stuff, so very valuable, very grounded type of information. And following her will be Tony Martinetti. It's wonderful to be back on the air. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week.
3: You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: Hi, I'm Dana. And I'm Don. We are certified certified mediators. mediators And I am a family and couples licensed therapist and author of Please Don't Buy Me Ice Cream.
2: Our show, New Beginnings, is about helping you and your
1: family recover financially and emotionally and start the beginning of your life.
0: We'll answer your questions on divorce, family court, co-parenting, personal development, new relationships, blending families, and more.
2: Dana and I will bring you to a place of empowerment and belief that even though marriages may end, families are forever.
0: Join us every Monday starting September 10th at 10 a.m. on TalkingAlternative.com
1: Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183 That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you.
0: You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. This
3: is Tony Martinetti, the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big
1: nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Technology,
2: fundraising, compliance, social media. Small and medium nonprofits have needs in all these areas. My guests are expert in all these areas and more. Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, one to two Eastern, on Talking Alternative
3: Broadcasting. Are you fed up with talking points rhetoric? Everywhere you turn, it's left or right spin, ideology, no reality. In fact, it's ideology over intellect. No more. It's time for the truth. Join me, Larry Sharp, A.K.A. the Neo Sage, Tuesday nights nine to eleven Eastern, for the Ivory Tower Radio Program. In The Ivory Tower, we'll discuss what's important to you, society, politics, business, and family. It's provocative talk for the realist and the skeptic who want to know what's really going on, what does it mean, and what can be done about it. So gain special access to The Ivory Tower and listen to me, Larry Sharp, your Neo Sage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11, New York time. Go to ivorytowerradio.com for details. That's ivorytowerradio.com. The Ivory Tower is a great place to visit both entertainment and education. Listen in, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11. It will make you smarter. TalkingAlternative.com